Thanks for joining me and Andy for the Legendary Creature Podcast. So if you're listening with your kids or your conservative grandma, maybe don't, because we swear. Or some shit like that. Is it Marchesa, Marchesa, or Marquisa? I'm going to say Marquisa. I'm going to Google this right now, dude. So, uh, before we dive into our our episode subject matter, can we can we go off a little bit about Unstable, Andy? Oh, you really want to talk about that right now? Is that okay with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. What do, do, what do you want to say about it? And then I'll, I'll come back. Okay. So... So I, I kind of have this thing with, with creativity, right? That like, if I'm going to be creative, i.e. like produce a podcast about Magic the Gathering, um, I want to do something good. And we have, we have those moments where like, I think we realize what, what we've recorded for some episodes was not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we have some episodes where we've like... They we're just, just never like got released. Yeah, because... we're not going to put this out. It actually was kind of bad and kind of crappy and Yeah. So, you know, like there's or sometimes where like you just don't have content that's good or like the way you handled the content, it just wasn't that good. Yeah. And so we started thinking about like I I was kind of pushing like we need to talk about unstable, you know, like it's going to be legal in commander for a little while. And my thought was it could be fun if everybody in a playgroup has an unstable commander. Yeah has like an uncommander and like they all have an un- undeck and we all just every now and then play with our undecks and it'll be fun. And then I started thinking and looking at the cards a little more closely and I was like, I'm not having fun even looking at this. Right. I'm annoyed by it. Yeah. Trying to conceptualize what would I do with this as a commander? Like, I, I <laughs> like, you know that it's bad if when you're just thinking about talking about it, yeah. You're annoyed by it. You don't feel like it's good. Like, it, it, uh, I don't know. So I guess my, th- my thought is that I just don't think that the novelty of the unset can extend to commander. Right. Is my thought. Like, yeah, there are legendary creatures. Yeah. There are things you can do with them. Okay. Um, I think they're convoluted and like in in a way that it's like there's plenty of convoluted commanders out there already. Yeah. Why do you need an un, unset to do that? Right. Um I don't know. It's just not it's just not for me. I think it's like either chaotic or you're going to go with spike and you're just going to smash people's faces in. Like I don't know. I just don't think it's balanced for commander first of all. Like looking at it a little bit more closely, I don't think they're they're in terms of color and identity. Yeah. There's there's not a lot of balance. And they're not going to be competitive with the exception of Spike, I don't think. Uh, Maybe that's just me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't I don't think anybody was expecting them to be competitive. And even if they were competitive, 
there's the, well, this isn't even a real card. Yeah. You know, like, let's say there was a commander that was really busted, like the, the Count Von, D- D- or whatever his name is. Yeah. Baron, Von, Baron Count. Von Count. Yeah, like, let's say he just, somebody had worked out some formulaic way of, of killing off players with his ability. Sure. You know? Like, pretty steadily happens all the time kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, like, he wouldn't, you know. I think for me, um, because I my feeling is is once we reach January, the rules committee is going to be like, yeah, all right. Did you have fun? Because it's we're done. You know yeah, what I, mean? I think so. See a next product release if they decide to do an, you know, an unset. Uh, so there there was that. It was kind of like, well, we're not going to be able to keep these cards, and if we do, these are going to be decks that I, I don't know. Like you either take the cards. From the first two, which, yeah, some of them are not that cheap, and they're harder to come by. Yeah, the lands, Especially if you're it's that true. guy. You either take those, and you put them into already commanders that exist, right? Which, I didn't want to do that, because... Yeah, because then you butcher your commander yeah, decks like, for something I, that's I not going to be legal. Like, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. I, I fucking hate sleeving decks. I hate <laughs> it. It is labor-intensive, just m- monotony. I'll have, like, an audiobook going... You know what I mean? But it actually kind of takes some mental focus. Like, you got to get all your cards together. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure everything's ready. You know what I mean? You like, probably count your cards like four or five yeah. times, making like I, sure that you're right. Yeah, there's like this cooking saying called it's French. It's mise en place or whatever. I might be pronoun- probably pronouncing that way wrong, where it's everything in its place. You know? Okay. Like, you chop the carrots, you dice the onion, and then you start cooking. Like, everything's where it should be. Then you, then start, you start cooking. cooking. Yeah. For whatever reason, like, I cannot apply that to where I build a deck. <laughs> Like I, it's a, I'm getting up. Oh wait, where's my, where's my expedition map? Oh wait, where's that fucking soul ring? I just had a soul ring. <laughs> Can I get away without having a soul ring? And uh, you're having this contemplation. Yeah. About like your I do that. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> like it's just, I'm having like intercourse with this deck. Yeah. You know, rather yeah. than just putting it together and listening to some audiobook. So I didn't want to take silver bordered cards, try them out. Like the like the Crowstorm card for Mizzix. Oh yeah, or something like <laughs> Which that. Which would have been cool. Sure, right? If no one else was doing that, it would it would be stupid, right? Like, yeah. Let's say I was the only guy out of all of us that did it, or or, or even even the one that got around to it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be. I didn't want to do that. And then yeah, the last part is yeah, I didn't want to make a deck that I could only play. As long as only other people were playing that. Right. And that, you know and, what I, I mean? and I think that's the thing is it's, it's mm. labor intensive to try and get everybody in your play group on board yeah, to doing that. And then, yeah, there's a lot of labor in putting it in. Like you have to decide what you're going to do as a group. It's just, if you're going to go beyond January, right? right? Like, are we all going to have an uncommander and yeah, we can play that, that means, now and then? Or are we going to have uncards in our decks like you just described? Which I don't want that. And then we got to pull them out? Like, yeah. it, 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 it's not... I'm not even... We're not even talking about the cards themselves. We're just talking about... The right, concept of using... The concept of using cards that are temporarily available to you until January. And let's say you're one of those people like, fuck the rules committee, I do what I want, Gristlebrand. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, even if you're that guy, I don't... I don't I don't know what that's going to do to your to your play style or even if it's even going to be helpful. Like, I, I doubt any... for the most part that it's actually going to have that much to do with you anyways. Right? Yeah. Like, are you really going to use that many uncards? No. 
And I mean, so, I wouldn't, but I don't know, man. It's just whatever. I, I, I guess what I want to get down to is I, I, I how felt come we're not doing a set review. And yeah. I felt like we should do a set review on unstable and I kind of put it out there that we were th- talk, talking about doing it. And I just want to say like, we're not doing it. Cause I think, and I, maybe this is an unpopular opinion. I doubt it though. Uh, I don't know, man. Looking at like the Reddit threads, it seems like people are really fatigued I by, don't, by it already. And yeah, it's I don't think weeks. they're kind of like, uh, are we ready for this to be done? Oh, yeah. I just don't think Unstable is a commander product. It's just not. If you want to play Unstable, go get some packs and, and draft them like with your friends. That's that's where you do it. And even that is only going to it's going to be novel. Yeah. And it's going to the novelty is going to wear off. Killer bunnies if you need a funny game. Yeah. You honestly, know? if you it, like play play some other game play flux like yeah that one's nutty enough like do something like that if you need a break from commander like don't i, I don't think i want to invest the time and the money in, in coming up with an unmander deck that i can only play yeah. against other unmanders right so know? i i can appreciate that's how we would do it if there's we did. there's probably a handful of people out there that that you know that, that not just a handful i mean it seemed like it was relatively popular to to grab when it came out right like it's a target uh you know, like I, I get that there's people that are interested in the product. I'm just saying it's if you play commander and just play commander, it's not for you. Okay, so you're ready for the correct pronunciation of this, I think. Let's let's hear it. So I've heard Marchesa. I've heard Marquisa, which is what I what I was using because I think like of a marquee, mm-hmm. right? Like the Marquis de Sade, but I'm thinking like it's a female marquee. Um, I think it's Marquesa. M a r k a y s a h is how to pronounce Marquesa. Okay. So here's like this little thing on Google. Uh, there's some ads. Good thing for those ads. Thank God, man. It was an ad for YouTube. That was legit in a YouTube ad. Marquesa. Marquesa. All right. It's like a bitchy voice for this. She sounds like rude. Marquesa. Marquesa. Like, sorry, what was your what was the name on the reservation again? What sorry, what uh, Okay. Okay, how do you spell that? Sorry, what okay, do you, that's what that sounds like to me. Let me talk to your fucking supervisor. So I'm gonna try to say Marquesa during this episode, and I will probably slide into saying Marquesa because that's what we've been calling her forever. So I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so we had, we had a listener reach out to us. Uh, Simone, who lives in Norway and which, Hey, that's pretty rad. I feel, I feel pretty, <laughs> feel pretty like that's cool, man. Yeah. Like there's only like 14 people that listen to us and one of them's in Norway. Dude, I'll so. take it. <laughs> uh, but he reached out to us and he, he's got a queen, a Marquesa deck. Don't fuck it up. She'll, she'll uh, ask to talk to your supervisor, dude. <laughs> He's got a Queen Marquesa deck, and he um he wanted us to take a look at it. And okay. kind of what he described was that um it, it it's not like it's kind of like not entirely working the way he wanted it to. Yeah. Um let's uh let me actually look at what he kind of said on okay, you and me both bit. how many have i done where it's like okay this is gonna work out and then it just yeah and and i think what, what so simone and to our other listeners what we kind of want to do is is we want to approach this of you like i think i think we did our last episode or a couple episodes ago where andy and i 
tweaked two of our decks, like a deck a piece, right? Yeah. And and I think this is an important skill to have um when you're a commander player because you're going to build decks, you're going to have all the, you know, all the best laid plans that are not going to go the way you want them to. And so let's figure out how to adjust. And so we'll talk through some ideas on on how to adjust for Simone. So what he said is that he initially built it with um, kind of a pillow fort strategy yeah. and then having reflect damage effects. Um, but he, he noted, he's like, but there's nothing for me to reflect if I've got the pillow forts up and he's not going to end up with the tokens because his defenses are too strong. So he kind of moved over towards what he's currently doing where he's got quite a few board wipes um, and then hate bears um, okay. in the order of kind of like Kambal and Zozu. Okay. Um, and so he sent us his deck list, and and I think Andy, kind of what I'm seeing with his current deck list is is something that I think many of us are prone to is that like, um, we get in between strategies maybe. Okay. I don't know if you felt that way when you looked at it because he's still got kind of like some of the pillow forty type stuff in yeah. here, but then he's got and he's still got some of the reflect damage stuff in here, but then there's some of the hate bear stuff that he's starting to move towards. Right. And so um part of part of the I think thing about Andy and I trying to tweak this deck is that we are a little bit blind. We don't know what Simone's playgroup is like. I think what we kind of surmise from what he he's messaged us is that it sounds like it's probably more spell slingery. Combo maybe. Combo y maybe. Well, so, I don't know, because what he's saying is that well there's not I can't reflect a lot because of the pillow forts. Yeah, like, so the pillow forts, so it, it may not be that it may be that people aren't attacking him because his pillow forts were so good. Or yeah. maybe there's just not that much aggro. Um so I think there's a lot of questions to ask yourself if you if you have a Queen Marquesa deck. Uh but he said he's winning off of like Yeah, so he ends up winning with Ixangle. Yeah, the Deathless and Ixangle. Yeah, so those kind of spells where you're just like dragging the game out and waiting until you can get just land a big exsanguinate and drain everybody out. So, um, which I think is a good win con. Um, It's just kind of boring though. It it can kind of get boring if that's all you're looking forward to though. Okay. So, um, what Andy and I are going to do is, is we're going to kind of go through, uh, we built a couple different deck ideas. Yeah. Uh, so a, a couple different approaches that we took to queen Marquesa, before we dive into those, something I want to talk about, Andy, though, is is uh, Simone has has a pretty sweet land base. <laughs> Hell yeah, he does. I saw deck. that. I'm like, damn it, he's got freaking duels. Yeah, so he's got duels, and so so we've got. So think, I'm gonna assume the budget is uh, whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, so it, it's kind of like you've you've got okay. some some pretty sweet stuff in here. Like I see see Simone has uh, arid mesa in here, so we've got like the fetch lands, the fetch lands, and then we've got you know like the shock lands to go with that. Um, the check lands are there, so like the the you know the Boros version of that would be Clifftop Retreat. Um, I think this is a good point to talk a, about. I think he has a dual land on his list, doesn't he? Uh. I think you're right. Which one was it? Was it Scrubland? Yeah. Yeah, he has Scrubland. Okay. Yeah, that's Sick. on here. All right. I'll, um, I've never seen one, let alone own one. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but something I wanted to bring up, though, is that there's also a lot of lands that come in tapped on, on his, his list. On his list. Yeah, there's, I, there's a, I mean, I should say a handful of them. And Andy and I have had this conversation recently, and, and I think we've brought it up. Maybe we've alluded to it on episodes. Yeah. Is that if you can avoid having lands that come in tapped 
and in the, in a case where you have a budget like this for your land, you you can afford to avoid those types of lands. Yeah. Um. So I think that's step one for this. Like I I think you and I both could recommend that. Like get your land base in a situation where you can play your lands quickly. Yeah. Uh. So lands coming in tapped in the middle of the game when you draw them is what sucks. So. And this is, anybody knows this, but yeah, when you, when you start the game out, yeah, it's fine. They can come in tapped. You can play the, you know, con life lands or the guild gates and it really won't have that large of an impact. But what really is the hard thing is wasting draws on tap lands. The game has gone nowhere if you draw a, on your side anyway, if you draw a tap land. So, so an example that, that is in this deck list is Boros Garrison. Right. So this is one of the jump lands, right? Yeah, like, I mean, there's value in 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 the jump lands, right? Like, the, because so what the, what it is, it comes in tapped. It says when it enters the battlefield, return a land you control to its owner's hand, and then you can tap it and add red and white in the in the case of Boros. See that Garrison. one? So that one's okay. I I'm okay with with uh, bounce lands because they, I don't know, because you can you can use the land. And still return a tapped land to your hand. I th- I think so you can still get mana into your pool. It doesn't give you any more mana that turn. Right, but it and will that's the and that's next the thing. Turn. It doesn't give you any more that turn. And I think that's that's where my concern is. Maybe. Yeah. Um. I I mean I don't think that there's not a lot of this in this deck. I'm just saying like I think it's something to think about. Think about because there is a windscarred uh, windscarred crag in here, which is like you said, is one of the cons. Like you know, gain a life land, like things like that. Over the course of the game, you're going to lose a little bit of advantage from, from cards like that. Right. Yeah. I I think, I think you have to think about what you're trying to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to play ahead of your opponents, like this is very true for a a aggro deck, you know, like, yeah, you need to get in there first. Yeah. You need to latch onto somebody, beat them to death. So the Shu Yun list I've recently built, the tap lands are actually killing me. Yeah. Like I've even got one, like the temples that come in and, and, and scry. scry. I'd rather just have an Island. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with him. It's like he, he's got a, he's got a hybrid mana cost. Shu Yun does. So it's like, does I, do I really need to be? Yeah. You don't necessarily you know what care, I mean? but then I get it. Like if you can't fix your colors, that's just as bad too. It's a hard balance to strike. I think you need to kind of gauge the objectives for the deck. Are these kind of late game strategies? Can I afford to kind of delay it? Also, if killer color fixing is a problem, then just do the mana rocks. Signets, do clue stones if you need to. Yeah. A clue stone at least is mana that turn. Yeah, you, you have to eat up a turn, but you can ditch them and draw later. Right. The commander sphere, uh fuck a dark still ingot. Like oh, whatever, no. whatever you need to do to wake up into the next turn, untap into the next turn with more mana, that's fine. The right. other thing too is that like he you know, I mean he's got chromatic lantern in the list, which is great because that's gonna help you with the colors, right? Yeah. Um it's like one of the best mana rocks. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. So uh let's 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 do our, our decks, Andy, I guess, and we can kind of get into our different our different takes on Queen Marquesa. Okay. Hit me with yours. You want me to go first? Go first. All right. So what I kinda what I kinda rolled with is is doing more of a pressure strategy. Um, and, and I, maybe it's worth talking about like Queen Marquesa is extraordinarily flexible. 
Yeah. Read her out. What is she? So Queen, there's two Marquesas, if anyone Yeah, so know. there's 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 Marquesa, the was it Black Rose? The Green Rose. The Green Rose. Yeah. So she's she's the Grixis one. This is the Mardu one, Queen Marquesa, mm-hmm. after the assassination of Brago. She's way hotter, too. That jerk. I'm just saying. Can't Whoever modeled for this one was... <laughs> anyway, continue. So she's one and Mardu, so red, white, black. Um, she's a three, three. She's death touch and haste. God. It says when Queen Marquesa enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. And so in the case of monarch, I think it's at your end step. You draw a card, yes. right? If you are monarch. Yeah. And so at the beginning of your upkeep, if an opponent is the monarch, put a one, one black assassin creature token with death touch and haste onto the battlefield. Um, so Regardless of whether you're monarch or not, you're going to get some kind of benefit. Something. Yeah. Um, from having Queen Marquesa, Queen Marquesa out. Right. Uh, so, I, I, mean, I like. I think you and I talked about this. Like, there's nothing that she's necessarily directly asking you to do. Yeah. Which is what makes her. Yeah, I got to tell you, she's, sort of difficult. She's kind of. Uh, I'm not saying she's a bad commander. She's actually amazing. I think she's great in that she's flexible and in that she's pretty relatively low mana cost. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, like there's no downside with her out. You either get your a high value token or you get a card. But that being said, she doesn't like you just like you had just said, mentioned, like she doesn't really ask you, the player, to do anything for her. She doesn't say, build me a deck that draws me cards. That's what Niv Mizzet wants. Right. Build me a deck that that plays out of the graveyard. That's what Karadar wants. Right. Um, you know, build me a. a uh, a deck full of wizards that I can tap and draw cards and piss people off. That's what a zombie wants, right? Like this, this card isn't really commanding a certain strategy. So when you look at her because of the monarch, you think politics, that's the first thing I would think. Exactly. Well, what, is, what is political about the monarch? It says, come get, yeah, it says the come monarch, get, get the and monarch then, and then, yeah, get it from that guy and then get it from that guy. It's just like, if people are obsessed with drawing that card, which some people are, it's just a, a pinball game of, of who's attacking the monarch. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean, so exactly. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know. I think, I think, I think we mistake political maneuvers with just multiple player interaction type cards. Does that make sense? Yeah, I can understand that. Like the curses, like the curses are like, Oh, that's, that's political. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You kind of fuck one guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's and it's pretty like, much it. And it's like, yeah, they they attack this guy because they want this thing. Or like Edric, yeah, just don't attack me. You get cards. Like that's not. I don't. I don't. It's I don't not f- really all that political. It's just. It's just changing the dynamic of the game, right? Like, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe don't it know. is. To me, to me, poli- to me, politics is is you making a deal, like because you can leverage them and you know it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, you saw me bounce back that capsize. And you've got a a guy with full of one one counters. You really want that back in your hand? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but you're the highest life total. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I know. Get but, it, but you're but gonna pay what, for it, right? Are you gonna be able? Maybe you'll come up with a way to deal with that later. You don't know. Yeah, sure. But, uh, if you don't have a way to deal with my capsize right now, see, that's a political discussion. That's, yeah, that's a just don't do it. Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Not a well, I'm the monarch. Like you can't talk to them about anything once you become the monarch they're gonna want to get the monarch off you. yeah yeah so i i get why somebody would have a hard time figuring out what to do with this chick you know what i mean because brad has a marquisa deck and his is political it's pillow forts 
choosing the direction of combat. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think a little bit of what you what know, Simone's got yeah, our buddy here. here has said, like, yeah, I'm gonna put pillow forts in and some reflect damage, but then I just that's the only way I can win. I think the only way Brad's won with this thing is overwhelming splendor. He just fatigues everyone down <laughs> until it's him and one guy. Uh-huh. And he's got overwhelming splendor and lands it on them. And then they're just like fucked. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're creatures. Yeah. They've just worn themselves out, you know, like it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's an interesting, she, she's highly intriguing because I think she's awesome. Actually. I really, I, I didn't really, I don't know. Yeah. She kind of, she, we said when she came out, like someone needs to build this deck in our yeah. group. Yeah. And it didn't happen for the longest time. I actually pulled one from a booster. Like, so she was just sitting in a binder waiting to get used. Right. Um, so what, what's kind of cool about Marquesa, I don't think that there's a, a, a strategy that's necessarily better than another. Yeah. Um, I think what you and I came to was we could do pressure. We could do the kind of reflect damage and we could also do like an aggro. You could try aggro. I just strategy, I don't know why you would do that when there there's probably a better option in the colors Zergo for, exists for or, aggro or yeah. yeah Alicia like yeah well so so I'll I'll go over the pressure idea and and again yeah, what I'm with it. what did you come up with yeah so so I want to kind of like go over a few things that Simone has in his deck that I think are probably just fine okay. to have here um like he has Zozu the Punisher which I think you know like that's 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 a decent card um. I'll be honest, I've had it in some decks and there have been times when I've had other things that I want to use it for. So if we read it off, it's one and two red. I love this little bastard. Um, For a two, two. And it's, you know, this is this goblin warrior. He says, whenever a land enters the battlefield, Zozu, the Punisher deals two damage to that land's controller. <laughs> um, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the problem is that you, you, you really are hoping to get this card early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Because I, I've drawn into it late game and I don't need it. Yeah. People have played the lands that they need. And so it, it I think it's a, it's a pretty good card. Uh, is anyone going to be like, I can't play this. I can't play this land, man. No, yeah, it's, it's true. They're going to, they're going to, they're play that it. far into the game where they need to think about playing a land <laughs> and that they're struggling. Like, Oh man, I'm, I'm really low. You know what I mean? Like, if this guy wasn't your, he's one of those cards that's like, if he wasn't your commander, where you don't always have access to him, and I mean early, I don't, I don't know, because I, I love this card. Yeah, it's good, but I just, I've never been able to make it that impactful. Of course, I've never tracked the amount of damage on it either. Some yeah. people like you could put like a spin down and show. Well, this game he did a ton of damage. It's like, well, yeah, because you got him on turn three. This is before the cultivates and the kadamas reaches were hitting. hitting. Yeah hitting the stack exactly right? but late game you're only gonna you know, get people like dr- top decking into land so what's that, that black enchantment that does something similar so so i was actually gonna bring that up is is there's uh oh man i was thinking tainted ether but tainted ether is no, the that other that that's the creatures coming nuts. into play uh it's polluted bonds uh, it's polluted bonds so that one's it's five, five mana yeah, that one's five mana so we don't really have a choice here we're going to be playing yeah, it's it going to be played rather later. developed right signets will be out Soul rings will be out. Mm-hmm. Probably Kodama's reaches have already been resolved. Then it finally comes out, and yeah, they lose two, and you gain two for every land that comes in. Yeah, right? so it, there, there's that side of have it. You you're going to mileage gain out of that car. Well, you're like t- this took, card is what's leveraging. I took it out of my Erebos deck okay. because it just wasn't. So I, I, I'll say that like there's. I think Zozu 
It's a good card, but it's kind of borderline. I can see taking it out. Yeah, it's amazing early game, but what happens when you don't get it? Yeah, polluted polluted bonds. Very similar thing with the added that you get life out of it. I don't get mileage out of it. Right. I've, I've actually used had it in a deck for quite a while. Um, he's also got Cabal. This is meta dependent. Yeah, right? this is meta dependent. So if you have if you have an Azusa player, I don't care where we're at in the game. It's oh yeah, hurt. you need to play that if card. You have like a minute and Den or an Omnath one and you know friendly omnath getrog yeah getrog like those people yes. want to play land yes then yeah if those are prevalent personalities in a meta then the then yeah zozu for sure yeah there's enough there's enough land dependent decks that like for sure zozu out with getrog with thrasios right wouldn't thrasios get or does it put it in no it goes into play if they scry away the card and the next one is a land they have to put they put it in play. okay they've already chosen to yeah, it would it would it would add up. Okay. So yeah, it's again it's meta dependent. I yeah. hate to be that guy, but I mean, yeah, and, and I think that's kind of the thing. Like take everything we say with a grain of grain of salt, right? Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> let's see. Uh I think he had Kambal in the deck as well. That was good. Which I think is a great one. Yeah. Um you can get it out early. And even late. People aren't gonna not Result, yeah, people are going to play. Results. They're going <laughs> yeah, to play. They're not going. That one's not a oh this event happens. It's like well anything that's on creature. Well, yeah, it, exactly because it's like if you can get it early, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck. But yeah, like you said, anytime this you get guy late comes and out, life totals are starting to dip. It's going to gonna... yeah, people have to play. Sure. You have to. Yeah. Um he had one in here that I actually kind of it's a card that I like. I didn't include it in the deck. What uh is it? it's it's uh Machiko Konda, oh, Truth yeah. Seeker. Okay. It's actually a really cool card. Um kind of Sort of uh, pillow forty, I guess. Uh, whenever a source an opponent controls deals damage to you, that player sacrifices a permanent. That's nuts. Yeah, I'm surprised we've actually ne- we haven't ever seen this one in our. She's in a our bit meta. pricey, but I mean yeah. it's about nine bucks. It's not like outrageous. It's a cool card. Um, yeah. So I to me, I th- I feel like I don't know, like Zozu and Cabal, they kind of they're emblematic of what I would like to do with the deck. I think that there's what I'm wanting to do though, is get a little more focused with, with those types of strategies. Right. Um, I've something that I've been using a lot lately and I'm actually, I, for the longest time I thought it was immoral and I'm just setting aside my morality. Okay. It's just using heartless head at Sugu. That guy rocks, man. Like, let me just pain you all. Let me just cut this game short. You're going to cut everybody in half. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of, I, I think, I think if you're trying to play a pressure strategy, you're trying to push things forward, shortening the lifespan of everybody. Yeah, I, it, I would describe that as a pressure situation. Yeah, it, re- sure. it really helps. It, it, it definitely turns the heat up. Huh. Um, so I, I actually decided he, so Simone had Mogus on his maybe list. I actually tossed it in the deck. Yeah. And so Mogus, it's two, a black and a red. Um, this one says at the beginning of, so, uh, yeah, it was, of course, indestructible. It has a devotion thing yeah, that, a God. that the Theros gods have. Right. Um, at the beginning of each opponent's upkeep, Mogus deals two damage to that player unless he or she sacrifices a creature. Yeah. Uh, if you're playing against people that are, combo oriented or spell slingers uh you're gonna you're gonna get that you're gonna get the they're they're gonna take the two they're gonna take the damage yeah um (laughs) they're gonna take the two now again meta dependent like if you've got people that are tokening a lot right 
they're not going to care. This is, this is a card you can probably cut if, if there's a lot of tokens in your meta, um, because it's not going to slow them down enough. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one other, one other thing that Simone had in the deck that I really, I, I love this card. Um, it's, uh, oh gosh, why can't I, where am I, why am I losing it? There's just too many cards, dude. I've heard oh, like my there's enchantments over a hundred cards in the game. There's a hundred cards in the deck. Can you believe that, dude? Uh, Pestilence. Yeah. And so, and this is part of why I actually wanted to include. There's a red version of it. A too. couple gods. And, and so Pyrohemia and Pestilence. Yeah. Uh, both of those cards. And so there's, there's the black version Pestilence. So two and two black. Um, you know, it, ha- it has that you sacrifice it if you don't have a creature at the end of your insta, at the end of your turn or end of a turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also pay a black and pestilence deals one damage to each creature and each player. Um, pyrohemia does the same thing in red. Okay. And so I, 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 to me, I think these are just, I love pestilence because it's a great mana sink for, for a deck that's trying to do pressure type things. Right. Right. So if you've got just excess mana that you're, or maybe you've been holding mana up to try and scare people that you've got removal, um, which in a manner of speaking, you do anyways, it's just readily obvious through Mm -hmm. pestilence. It's right there. Let's go ahead and put it to use. Uh, another one that I love is painful quandary. Yeah. That one's, that is like the quintessential pressure. Yeah. This, this is the pressure one right here, like three and two black, Whenever an opponent casts a spell, that player loses five life unless he or she discards a card. Um, did you put your boy in this deck, Dan? Erebos? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Of course you did. Well, here's why. It's because of Pestilence and Pyrohemia. Because um, if you can devote him? Because if you can get him devoted, it doesn't matter how much damage you do. Like You can just throw tons of mana Same with into Mogus, those. I guess. You can and yeah, Mogus is the same thing. Mm. I would actually... There's... <laughs> There's part of me that we like if you if feels like if you wanted to you could kind of try and build a uh, a little bit of a um why am I fucking blanking on the red god's name Perforos Perforos strategy I didn't do that but like I think for the you, aggro I think if yeah. you wanted to do the aggro strategy like that guy fits here for mm-hmm. sure um other ones just like basic ones mana barbs uh spell shock um spell shock's like a one-sided come ball right they just lose yeah so whenever any player successfully casts a spell spell shock deals two damage to him or her yeah that one's really annoying so like i think we were tracking i had spell shock in a deck recently and we were tracking that i had i had done a significant amount of damage with spell shock it was like close to like 20 or something it was like yeah it was over somebody's life yeah it was it was a lot um i also tossed in some things like price of glory so if you got those kind of combo-y or spell slinger type players that are trying to play at instant speed. Yeah. Um, let's, let's discourage that, you know, so we'll get the price of glory in there. What does that do? Um, so price of glory is it's two and a red. It's an enchantment. Whenever a player taps a land for mana during another player's turn, destroy that land. We're just, we're just not allowing that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a stone shaker shaman that goes along with that. So it's two and a red at the end of each player's turn. That player sacrifices an untapped land. Right. So you got to spend your mana. You're going to hold that two blue up until we get back to you. (laughs) Cause you're going to sack a land every turn until you get there. Exactly. And so there's, there's also, I think if you're kind of wanting to go along with this, um, well that players, I guess war wars toll. 
Another enchantment. What does that one do again? So it's three and a red. Uh, whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, tap uh-huh. tap all lands that player controls. And then, it, then if a creature an opponent controls attacks, all creatures that opponent controls attack if able. And so there's a lot of decks. Where they want to leave one guy behind. They want to leave a guy behind. Or creature. they have a commander that cannot go into combat. Yeah, and it'll pull them in. Um, and so, they, yeah, if they're going to attack with anything, it's coming. Dude, Worst Toll is crazy. That's actually a pretty cool card. Um, I also tossed in some things like Wound Reflection. Yeah. Um, Gisela. Uh, let's see. What's the Twin Gods one? Dictator of the Twin Gods. Mm-hmm. Like, so we're going to make damage and life loss just stack up, right? Like, we want to make it, we want to make it go quickly. Right. Um, so one thing we actually, when we were looking at Simone's deck, he actually didn't have debt, of, debt to the deathless in his deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I know it's just essentially another exsanguinate, but it, you know, like, I think you need to have it. <laughs> um, also, another thing is he kind of he kind of has some spells that are more of like instant and sorceries for card draw. Um, so an example of this would be Damnable Pact. OK, uh, which I think is actually a good card. Um, so it's X and two black target player draws X cards and loses X life. Um, you can kind of it's flexible in that you can use that to drain somebody out if you need to. I get that. Um, I think there was also like scry the bones or something like that. That was in here as well. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I can see places for cards like that. I, I have a tendency to err towards cards that are permanents that are repeatable. We've had this discussion quite a few times. I think, um, and things that like, if you're wanting to use, do something like damnable pact, I think you can add it up with something like Blood Gift Demon, right? So it's three and two black. At the beginning of your upkeep, target player draws a card and loses one life. Yeah, it's kind of going over time. It's incremental, but you can also benefit from it as well. Like it's, I, to me, that was just kind of a replacement in my mind um, for that card draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tossed in Vile Smasher and uh, and Kervec as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we've seen people like generally use those in pressure decks, to- like both of them. I don't know. Right. We see it. We see it both come up in our meta, but yeah. Uh, Bio Smasher is a little harder to work around than Kervec, but she's got a much lower mana cost. Yeah. See, the thing but to me Kervec, about you can just the 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 thing about playing Kervec is you you check to see if you can kill a creature first. Yeah. So when they resolve a spell. Is there something so I what, can what remove? Does he do? He's seven mana. So he's he's five and a and and Rakdos, so black red. Yeah. And then it's a five four. And right. then whenever an opponent casts a spell, Kervec the Merciless deals damage to target creature or player equal to that spell's converted mana cost. Yeah. So yeah, you have a lot of flexibility with Kervec. It, it comes he's, at the mana cost. He's really good. Um, if you can keep him there, if you can keep him out. Yeah, he's going to be a target because of his flexibility. It freaks people out. Yeah. Right. I think Vile Smasher, people are a little more willing to, pun intended, I guess, roll the dice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with that guy, because they may not take any damage well, from Vile Smasher. Face. Yeah. Um, but Kervec, like you get to choose and you could remove pieces from their, their strategy that they really need to have out there. So the last two games I've played with my Vile Smasher deck has 
he's he's won me the game. Yeah, you got him out like this last week. So weekend. the first time I got him out that first game, I just pinged everything. Yeah. And then people realized what I was doing and they would resolve stuff to get other things destroyed. Or <laughs> they'd walk right into it. So I think Cameron got Mizzix out and then he put out a... Uh, <laughs> I think it was like, I want to say it was his gutter snipe. And I'm okay. like, all right, what's the mana cost? Oh, it's three. Okay, I deal three damage to Mizzix. Like, I'm like, not going to. Yeah, and he's like, I just walked right into that. You know, so yeah. either they're not paying attention. I think, in, I think in what they'll originally think is, oh, he'll just ping me in the face for every spell. It's like, no, no. If, if, it, can, if it can't kill anything, do that. Yeah. But if it can kill a creature, just wipe out creatures. Definitely. You know? So, so Kervek is just, he's, it's a very flexible card. It's very powerful. Yeah. Um, I like, I think we've had a lot of experience with him. We've seen him as a commander in our group as well. He's really, he's hard as a commander because of, I think he's so, he's so laid into the game. Weirdly, he can't support himself. If right. he's only in a Rakdos colored deck, it's hard to keep him out. You kind of need white for protection. Right? Yeah, like you end up spending like the whole, I mean, like the best way to play it, honestly, is like just get him out and find a way to get him indestructible and find a way to get him hexproof yeah. and just let people pummel their own stuff. But you'll find that it's a really kind of a boring deck. I think we had it around for a little bit. I think Jeff, Jeff or Brad had had one. Yeah. But in the other 99. It's a it's a really great card just in appears, the deck. Right, what's crazy is like after a cyclonic rift, like where everybody's re-resolving everything. Oh yeah, because they got to dump stuff yeah, out. Yeah, so right? I, Brad was playing uh, the last game. My other example of when when to go to the face with it. Uh-huh. Brad had he was playing uh, Saskia, and he's like, I think he was at fifteen life. Oh yeah, cyclonic rift goes off. I put a, I put down Kervac, and he looks at me and he puts his guy out, throw it at his face. Next guy <laughs> out, throw it at his face. Like I'm just pummeling him into dust. And then Tiff takes her turn, throwing it all at Brad. Like I'm, I'm gonna kill he, him. He's yeah, not going to make it back like, to his upkeep. <laughs> right? He's just getting pummeled. You yeah. know. I remember him just being like, "God, that fucking card." Like it, it, it's a good, it's a damn good card. It's, it's powerful. If I you got, put I, Death I, Touch on him. It's, it's, even, <laughs> it's even dumber. You know. So I, I, if you can't tell, we highly recommend this card. Um, it is a high converted mana cost, but he's gonna get you some bang for your buck. Quite often, at the very least, bait out some kind of removal. Yeah, somebody's gonna. Yeah, somebody's to gonna it. blow that. Yeah. Um, a similar kind of card actually that I threw in that's an enchantment is Baneful Omen. Um, so oh, this whoa. is <laughs> four and three black. Okay. Um, I, I mean it's it's kind of Vile Smasher, yeah, Caravac meet this, each other. I tried this in Vile Smasher because I have a really high CMC in mine. I tried. Yeah, yeah. this one's hard. It, it so it is kind of hard. It's four and three black, so it is pretty color hungry. Oh, um, it's an enchantment at the beginning of your end step, you may reveal the top card of your library. If you do each opponent loses life equal to that card's converted mana cost. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're going to obviously have some duds when you draw and like you reveal land, but you reveal Kervec, <laughs> everybody loses seven, right? Yeah. <laughs> How is he going to weather? Like, I mean, okay. Anyway, continue. Ask your question because I think I know where you're going. Hate, hate. Yeah, as in like just coming at you Un- at your unbelievable. face. Unbelievable. I mean, he'll have death touch. I don't know. People so, have to truck their creatures. So because he has Marquisa or possibly that token. Yeah. So the question, like, I, I think. Oh, the, I just said Marquisa, dude. She's yeah. gonna call my manager. <laughs> oh. You're screwed. You're screwed. Let me talk to your fucking manager. <laughs> it's Marquesa. Marquesa. <laughs> okay. Sorry. 
Um, so you and I had this conversation predating recording this where we were kind of talking about, can, can you use death touch sort of as your pseudo pillow fort? I believe you can. And so let's kind of give the example that I think was sort of going through our, our conversation this last weekend. I was playing my, my Gitrog monster deck Mm -hmm. in that deck. I have the stinkweed imp and, and the Gitrog and the Gitrog monster is on the ground as a, with a big death touch body. Right. But like, I also, I also had the stinkweed imp, which has on it. It's, it's a flying creature. Right. I think it's a two one. Mm Mm-hmm. But it has on it not death touch necessarily, but it says if it if languaged it, death touch. It's la- yeah, it's yeah. languaged death touch. It destroys a creature if it deals combat damage, right? Yeah. So it has dredge on it as well. Yeah. So as soon as it dies, and then I go to draw a card, I'm just well, going like to dredge, dredge five. Dredge or five. Yeah. It's really helpful in that deck. Yeah. But I, I the the function that I'm talking about here is that I want to have some death touch in the air, right? Yeah. So we've got Death Touch on the ground because Queen Marquesa and the Assassins, that's on the ground. People really don't want their stuff to die. Like, so they kind of avoid Death Touch creatures. Yeah. So if we can get it in the air, and I just tossed in a couple things like the Stinkweed Imp and the Vampire Vampire Nighthawk to just let's put it in the air. And what I'm kind of banking on with this deck, actually this deck build is that so you got him in not for the dredge, but for the recursion. Yeah, I, I just want to recur it. You really need to have this thing. Just want to recur it. Okay. And and I, I don't know if many people have the have this conversation. I I bring it up a lot because I think it's, it annoys me. I feel like everybody should trust their deck. <laughs> okay. If you're not okay with dredging five, mm-hmm. <laughs> to get your stinkweed imp back, then yeah, this card's not for you. But I think you should be okay with it because. Yeah, you're going to put five cards into your graveyard that you probably wanted to have, but there should be five cards below that that you equally want to have. Okay. So go ahead and use it. Um, but I think what I, my, my thought being that like people are going to avoid attacking you if you've got death touchers in the way. And when they do start attacking you, they're probably getting a little desperate because of the pressure that you put on them. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know how people, how, where things are going to be because here's the fine line with pressure, right? You need to be ahead of it. Right. So that people cannot, like if you're below other people's life totals, you're not in a good position with a pressure deck. Like uh, they can, they can just kill you and you've done the work for them of bringing their other opponents low. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming death touch will do the job. Having the death touch creatures will kind of do the job. Um, if not, yeah, like let's go back to doing the pillow fort with pressure. Cause I think what Simone talked about is he had the pillow fort with the, uh, the reflect damage that didn't work. There's hate no bears as it looks like where he's going. Yeah. Now. Hate bears. Is the other thing he's going with. And I think there's no reason you can't go with pressure and, and pillow forts, you know, like, just use that monarch. Just draw cards. Card yeah, event. I mean, pressure's card... just hate bears that allows them to actually do it, but at the cost of life and damage. Right. right? So, right. You know. Exactly. So I, I think. Well, yeah, they can continue to play their game. It's not like you're denying them. Yeah, go ahead and play. I'm just gonna, gonna bring you low. Bring you low for doing it. Right. And Which, man pulls it. It pulls about as much hate as a hate bear. You know. That's a fine line, right? Because you've done perforos, and not that that's necessarily pressure, but it's. Yeah. Damage for you playing, I guess. Yeah. 
No, um, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I've seen, I've seen different reactions. Things that do one damage to everybody. People freak out, right? But it depends on what's being presented. If other decks are threatening, yeah, it'll go ignored for a while. It, it really is depending on who's playing what. If there's an aggro deck out there that's just ramming into people, they're gonna deal with that first before they go out of your way, go out of their way oh, to yeah. take care of your spell shock. But that spell shock is it's gonna do some damage, right? And and I think tiff tiff is kind of the the example of this right like Mm there will be those games where there's something like spell shock out there yeah and she's not terribly familiar with it we haven't we don't see it get played very much yeah and there'll be this moment where she'll be like what's what's the thing that's doing all this damage to everybody (laughs) what's What's the the thing what's the thing and and it's very clear that tiff has a removal spell in her hand yeah and she's ready to get rid of it. Yeah, it's funny how she just kills and doesn't even say anything. Not like, okay, guys. <laughs> so I she's, she's bought a just, favor, right? We don't have to keep Yeah, she's back just like life had the cognition that like, I'm sick of that shit. I'm getting rid of it because <laughs> I have the power it's to. It's annoying, dude. Having to go back to your like, you know, because we use the spin down dice uh-huh. or app or whatever you're using. Like, it's it's annoying, okay? <laughs> it's annoying having to like, oh, take two damage. Take one damage. Take two damage. <laughs> take two damage. <laughs> so I, I think... I mean, we'll post our deck list. I, I kind of want to wrap up what I'm talking about. So okay. let's turn it over to you. But I just want to point out one last thing about right. pressure, which is to say that like, pick your pressure suite, I think is the thing based off of who you're playing against. So uh, a, a, another way to illustrate this, I didn't really include much of this outside of like Erebos. Okay. Um, but let's say you've got a lot of life gain that's taking place in your, in your meta. Yeah. Um. You need to have the anti-life gain pressure suite in your in your deck. So you need to go go get your sulfuric vortex. You need to get rain of gore. You need to get like uh, uh what is it? everlasting torment? Like yeah, or tainted remedy. Tainted remedy. You need to have those cards in the deck, and because those people suddenly they're not only like not able to play, like they 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 have to not because yeah. it's gonna kill them. Um, you know, but like, if that's not really a thing, don't put those cards into your, into your deck. Um, so, and then there's other things like if you've got people that are like comboing off, uh, go get your stuff that prevents them from tutoring. Um, so what, what is it? The Avon, um, what's the, what's the mind sensor? Yeah. That's the one that only lets you tutor from the top four cards yeah. of your library. There's stranglehold. You know, it says your opponents can't search libraries. Like, I think you just, you, you have to kind of assess what your opponents are doing. Right. What your play group is doing. Um, when it comes to pressure, like the answers are out there. Just, uh, just, I think, I think to me, uh, what I kind of learned going through this was just um, make sure that like everything aligns with what your strategy is, that there's kind of not things that are getting off path. I will say I like Simone's like removal and, uh, and, board wipes his ramp spells i think he's got pretty solid deck builder i would say Hmm. um that's that stuff's all pretty good so what'd you do (laughs) um so i want to say that your deck probably is like if if aggro is not a thing in your command yeah if aggro is a thing you're probably going to be a little bit uh you're going to be on the back foot. Right. So mine is if aggro is a thing. Yeah. I think is if aggro is a, a, a 
large part of the meta, people playing a lot of aggro. Um, or, yeah, like they have some kind of big spell that they push. Mm-hmm. So big, big green stompy creatures, a Voltron. Uh, Voltron actually would be ideal for this setup, actually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, like I was saying earlier, like this is a hard commander to build around. Like it's it, because it's just not really obvious what to do with it. Um, I was looking at his list and I'm like, you know, I actually like the reflect damage. Yeah, it's actually rad. So I stripped all of the pillow forts out of this thing and I'm like, just come at me, bro. It's kind of like the, <laughs> it's kind of at like the, the idea. Um, I started looking into it and I guess like the guy who, um, he's actually one of the rules committee dudes, the Sheldon Menery dude. Okay. Has a deck that he made a while ago, long time ago, I think using Ruhan of the Fomori. Ooh. And the archetype that I think he was kind of thinking about was what they call Aikido, okay. right? And yeah, I guess it's a martial arts style where you grab people by the dick and throw them on the ground. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You like you like use you. It's only concerned with their with their penis. That's it. That's the only target. You don't hit them in the balls. You just just you grab. don't touch their balls ever. You just grab their penis and throw them on the ground. That's it. Right? Maybe, if they have a maybe belt on, swing them around. If they a have a belt bit. on, dude, you know what you do? You just fucking run. That's it. <laughs> anyway, so no, I guess it, I guess the real thing is is that you use the the body weight of your opponent against them. So if they kind of like throw themselves at you, you kind of you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess the body weight here is the damage that your opponents could p- output. So yeah, in an okay. aggro heavy meta, and I gotta say, dude, I'm actually way turned on by this list because. Brad's been running like crazy. Like in our, he yeah, his Saskia, his Saskia is deck a, is, well, it's, it's, it's Saskia. It's Gren, it's his Grenzo list. It's that, Z- that oh, Zada, that Zada nightmare. This, pretty... this will bend Zada over this list. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the idea is, yeah, I, I'm going to reflect the damage that's dealt to me and I'm not going to, I'm not necessarily going to incentivize people to attack me. There are some things in here that say like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but just throw it back in their face. And, but the thing is, is that has to happen reliably and it has to happen when you're ready for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm hoping that this will work out. There are some delaying effects. Like I'm not ready to die yet. You know what I mean? Like things like that. But a lot of it is, yeah, throwing it back in their face, which seems to be red, white, and blacks kind of arena. Okay. At least the reflect part. You can probably splash green into something like this. And get those fog effects. I think that would be the only other color I would probably. Yeah, that think. makes sense. Maybe blue, but that a lot of it is just like draw and bounce spells. I don't know, man. Like this, this deck archetype is kind of like messing with me. Yeah. So, yeah. So let, let me let me kind of start from the top. There's only six creatures in the deck. Okay. All of which I think are yeah. One of which is just a tutor. He's not even really there. So the, the, the we're, demi- we're both pretty light on creatures. I yeah. Think. I I've got 22 instances. <laughs> Well, all right. This is an Andy deck. Yeah. If sorry. ever I've heard of one. Sorry. And then, yeah, 10 sorceries and 10 enchantments. And then I put the ramp pretty heavy. So okay. I'm, I'm pressing. I'm I'm wanting to get on uh, get online as quick as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. So, yeah, the idea, put it out. People are going to try to come at you for the for the monarch. And you're going to tell people, oh, man, you could hit me for the monarch. Psych. You know what I mean? <laughs> when they do it. So let's go over the creatures. There was one that kind of. Actually, no. Let me let me go over stuff that would that would keep them from attacking you when you're not ready, right? Okay. So the first one that I think is just freaking insane to do your death death touch idea 
Um, yeah, I kept Michiko Konda in because she she's actually pretty pretty dope. It's a sweet card. Yeah. So yeah, if they, they deal damage to you, they got a sack of permanent. Um, there's this guy called the High Priest of Penance. He's white and a black for a human cleric. He's just a one one. And he says, whenever High Priest of Penance is dealt damage, you may destroy target non land permanent. So Whoa. it's death touch for any one of your motherfucking permanents. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, your creature will survive. I'm not, you know, they're going to think if they don't, if they don't realize what they've just done with that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, fuck, you know, I attacked with this creature I didn't care about into your 1-1 and you blew up their cage son. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah, or their whatever, their That's a huge deal. You know, but you can also use this politically, right? Because it doesn't say the one that they control. So say, hey, man, come at me. I'll, I'll hit that. Yeah. And they're like, okay. And they come at you. You. I don't know. At, at the last second, decide what is best for you, right? Okay. Although, if you make a deal, you better stick honor. by your deal. Yeah. Um. So these are yeah, kind of just saying again. Like these are the cards that I'm not ready. Don't don't right. <laughs> the Ophiomancer. It's two and it's it's two and a uh, black. At the beginning of each upkeep, if you control no snakes, put a one one black snake uh, creature token with death just on the battlefield. This is a card that's so gonna, even if like, you've lost it on your turn, yeah, it's just it, yeah. I want to say like the only thing that would compare to this one is uh, what's that one where you lose a life and get a flying the bitter blossom? Is that a death touch token? I don't think it is. It's just it's a, just a it's blocker. a fairy rogue. Yeah, it's just a blocker. Yeah, this is a death touch blocker. So yeah, you just you just keep a death touch out, right? I, I, Ophiomancer is like a huge one in a lot of decks. It's a combo piece, honestly, because you can get that one one that you can kill that's yeah plus that back. thing kind of doubles what the effect of marquisa like yeah you know maybe yeah, they've got two creatures one of which they probably will block your assassin but the sure. other one will they yeah you know what i mean it's a good way to get your get your um your uh monarchy back right uh selfless squire it's three in a white it's actually kind of a little bit three three dollars and 86 cents um, yeah, Flash, when Selfless Squire enters the battlefield, prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn. Uh, whenever damage it would be dealt to you is prevented, put that many 1-1 counters on Selfless Squire. Oh, so, so this, this thing can come out and get big. Well, see, it's that second paragraph. Because even if you do the reflects on other cards, this thing keeps getting bigger. Does that make sense? Gotcha. So if I use Deflecting Palm... It's gonna go to the not only yeah. Is it so if it, if damage would be dealt, dealt and it's you prevented it. Yeah, if you manage to find ways to prevent this, this kind of becomes your your equivalent of I don't know, like name a big ass creature. That just like, keeps this getting is gonna be Ishai. Like, yeah, this is gonna get. Yeah, this is your your Ishai. Um, yeah, Vampire Nighthawk, right out of right out of your book, right. So just you know, I'm not ready. Don't do this, right? Yeah, you're not really re- ready to like throw the damage back in their face. You're just trying to delay. Um, the dying, right? Uh, there's some enchantments that kind of go along with it that do this pretty well, but the one that kind of sticks out is the ultimate. I really don't want to die in the in, for Marquisa. Uh, it's solitary confinement. Okay, so this one's a little weird because of what is happening with with the with your uh your strategy. I don't. I don't know. I don't, it's so good with Marquisa. I don't know if I could take it out considering that you want to be damaged, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I th- I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's, it, it'll have to stay in. So yeah, solitary confinement, it has, it has a, um, an accumulative upkeep cost, right? Okay. So it's two and a white. 
at the beginning of each upkeep, it's not cumulative. This just happens. Sorry, it doesn't get worse. It just kind of stays here. Oh, at the beginning yeah. of a, 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 each upkeep, sacrifice solitary confinement unless you discard a card from your hand. And this is your upkeep, right? Yes. So it also says skip your draw step. So I think it's intended to be on the board, and eventually you'll run out of cards, and then you have to let it go. But what right. it does is it says you can't be the target of spells and abilities, and it says prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. <laughs> Selfless Squire. So it, it will redirect into that. Not that anyone would fall for this if they see that set up. Sure. But the thing is, is that with Monarchy, at the end of your turn, you will get your card, right? Yeah, so you'll continue to feel So your this. draw step just becomes the end of the turn instead of the beginning. So as long as you maintain your Monarchy, you can't be the target of spells or abilities, and you prevent all damage that would be dealt to you. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't stop Exsanguinate. That doesn't stop life loss yeah at sure least it does stop aggro they can't do anything to you right and you're going to keep drawing your card so it's the ultimate delay and eventually people will be scrambling to break this thing once they see what's going on oh yeah you that's it I mean? this one's a huge till yeah so they'll be scrambling to break it but yeah so just that kind of thing um worship worship so is a great card. yeah so three in a white if you control a creature uh Damage that would be damage that would reduce your life to life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. <laughs> so you will always just stay at one. I'm kind of taking a book out of your like suicide or taking a I page was going to say, I think it's a, our suicide episode is, is actually um, relevant here because right. it's, it's saving you. Yeah. It's a, I, I'm not ready yet. And then, yeah, the gossamer chains um, it's, it's double white for the enchantment. But it says, return Gossamer Chains to its owner's hand. Target unblocked creature deals no combat damage this turn. Huh. So you jump it back, and then you just nerf their attack. So this is, I guess, if there's one big creature, right? Okay. Um, delaying shield, three and a white. If you would be dealt damage, put, a, put that many delay counters on delaying shield. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove all delay counters from delaying shield. For each delay counter uh, removed this way, you may lose one life unless you pay white uh a colorless and a white so <laughs> this one's freaking weird i feel so like this pretty much feel... all right let's say i come at you right okay and you're about to take i don't know seven damage which okay. is kind of like a that's eh, a lot but not a ton and pretty much at your upkeep you can pay 14 mana to negate that to keep the shield into right play. so i've put all the counters into this thing and then on my upkeep i have to pay mana to Pretty much, yeah. You can kind of half the amount of damage people do to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, are you going to have 14 mana? No. But you, but you could, like, down. you can kind of look at your hand and be like, eh, how much do I really want to take from that? You know what I mean? So if they come at you with, like, little damage here and there, like tick damage, things like that, this, it, like I said, it's it's a delaying shield. It's right. not really like a shield. It's a, right. maybe I need a couple more turns. Maybe you got nothing in hand. Maybe you, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a way to just kind of like. Per- I feel like I feel like that card's inspired by like games where you're trying to like you're delaying the damage and like I just gotta wait until I can get to that healing potion. Yeah, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking grasping in the dark here with this. Like, That's a cool one. I'm just trying to think of like just a this just a damage heavy meta where da- the word damage is everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, these are the kind of the effects that I've kind of chosen to. So yeah, I'm just not ready for what's going down. I, I need to slow down the damage. But there's also just kind of like, you know, reflecting things. So one really important card of this deck is the Sun Forger, right? Ooh. Because of how many instances of sorceries I put in here and how all of them, they have to be instances. Right. Or not instances of sorceries because it only cares about instances. They have to be instances because otherwise they won't work. Sure. So it's three mana uh, for an uh, artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus four, plus oh. That's not what we care about. 
It's three to equip, but what you can do is you can pay the Boros cost, so white, uh, red-white, to unattach Sunforger, search your library for a red or white instant card with converted mana cost of four or less, and cast that card without paying its mana cost, then shuffle your library. So I think I have been pretty careful to make sure that all of the reflect damages in here meet that criteria. Oh, that's awesome. Right? They're either red, they're either white, and they're all four or down. So if you've got the Sunforger equipped and somebody comes at you, you can go ahead and unequip it and go tutor up that reflector that you need. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then like a couple others, it would be just nice to have like, I don't know, crackling doom, you know, like let's say it's right before your turn begins and you're like, yeah, I want to take some crackling doom is a great, and this is one that was, I don't even know. I had it in my list. Simone had it in his, I think it's a great, I'm kind of wondering like, do I want to kill creatures? You know what I mean? Because you're wanting them to come do damage. Yeah, but when? You know what I mean? This is how I'm like wondering about this this deck. I'm like, but when do I want them to come over here? And when? Yeah, can I, I mean, if you, it could be a you know? saving card, right? Because it's, yeah. it, you know, I mean, we're talking about saving yourself, like the spells you're going through right now, and there's going to be instances that might be a big deal. Oh, there's one other big delay card that you actually found for me. It's Angel's Grace. Yeah. So it's white split second. You can't lose the game this turn and your opponents can't win the game this turn until the end of the turn. Damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. That's like the, I really just need one more turn. You know what I mean? To get a reflective card or whatever I'm doing. Yeah. So Simone had on his maybe board um, to fairy's protection. I have it on the actual list. I would, I would, the ultimate, I would put it in your list. I don't think I would, I would say if you're, you can grab it with, with good old Sunforger. Exactly. I think it's, it fits into the reflect damage list. Mm. Um, I think it's problematic with a pressure deck though. Like you don't want it in a pressure deck because you need your permanence to be present. Oh yeah. So people, so people have the pressure applied to Because otherwise they're like, all right, we're, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's like, oh good. He's out of the way. Like we can breathe for a second. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I, I didn't really think about that. Huh. Um, so yeah, let me just kind of get to the the meat of this thing, which is the options for reflecting. So I think we've already seen deflecting palm, but I'll just kind of use this as my baseline one. So it's red and a white. The next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, prevent that damage. If damage is prevented this way, deflecting palm deals that much damage to that source's controller. So... You just fling it back in their face. There's actually some other ones that kind of do something similar, but they're, I don't know. These ones, that one's like the, that one's pretty damn good. It's the least amount of mana. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's awesome. You don't take any damage. There is actually one out there that's double white, but you still take the hit Uh and they take the hit. So you could be like a tie kind of thing. I just wasn't interested in doing that unless you're funny, but I (laughs) I just, I'm not a very funny guy, so I didn't want to do it. I've never Um, laughed. So one and so one, this one's called delirium. So it's, it's one, uh, black and red instant cast delirium only during an opponent's turn tap target creature that a player controls. So this is before they even attack you. Okay. Uh, that creature deals damage equal to its power to the player, prevent all the combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by that creature this turn. So yeah, they could still attack you, I guess, but you're going to tap down. But you one don't have thing. to wait, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can just be like, Hey man, boom. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a a Rakdos charm for one big guy. Oh yeah. Cuz there's an option Rakdos, in Rakdos is, uh, which I got Rakdos charm in here too. So do I. I put that in my list as well. Damn good card. Yeah. Um so yeah, they just take it in the face, right? 
Uh, comeuppance is another really weird one. The thing about comeuppance, though, all right, so yeah, it's three and a white instant. Target or prevent all damage that would be dealt to you and planeswalkers you control this turn. We don't have any planeswalkers, but whatever. Um, by by sources you don't control. If damage from a creature source is prevented that way, come up and steals that much damage to that creature. If oh. damage from a non-creature source is dealt that way, come up and steals that much damage to the source's controller. So if they blow out a huge comet storm or a bunch of grape shots, I guess if you have a storm deck in your thing, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever is causing that damage. Or somebody pulls off a... a What's the big tank of water? Aether of Lux Reservoir. That one. If so, if somebody pulls out the big tank of water thing and throws it at you, then you would just <laughs> that's a, throw it right. That's, that's an interesting That's one. the only time that I think it would happen to their face. Sure. In all other cases, it's just going to damage the creature themselves. So if their health and toughness is symmetric, then they'll just wipe out their creatures, I guess. Cool. You know, I think whatever. that's huge. Like uh, it's, it's This a- one, yeah. So Boros Fury Shield, two and a white. Prevent all combat damage that would be dealt by target attacking or blocking creature this turn. If red was spent this, uh, if red was spent to cast Boros Fury Shield, it deals that much damage to target creature's controller equal to the creature's power. So, yeah, that one's I don't know. It's kind of like my weaker one because it because it what it's saying is it only does it to their power. It's not how much damage they would do. Right. So one of the one of the tricky things I put in here was. I actually put Duelist Heritage on this list. So the thing about Duelist Heritage is it's it, it, it grants anybody double strike. So right. it's two and white enchantment creature. Whenever one or more a creature's attack, you may have target attacking creature gain double strike till the end of the turn. So what's amazing about this is that you can give Marquisa double strike. I was going to say, this is going to help with your death touchers, right? Yeah, your weird token gets double strike. So now they're not really going to block. It, it's like they just lose the creature. There's no reason, right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It is still a 1-1. Right, so it's good there for the creatures I know you will always have access to, or most of the time, mm-hmm. right? But where it's really good is that if you if they attack another opponent, you can kind of politic them into doing that. Attack this guy, and I can I can give him double strike. <laughs> but if they attack you, and you've got one of these reflectors, and you say I'm giving it double strike, then they're, then they just there's going to be this moment like... where they're like, oh fuck, what have I done? You know what I mean? <laughs> Why? Oh. Why are you giving it double strike? You know what I mean? Yeah, now. I'm- Oh, doing, because doing defle- yeah, because deflecting palm, right? <laughs> so things like that's that. That's pretty clever. Yeah, that's so pretty there's, clever. there's other reflectors. There's one called the eye for an eye. Yeah, that's the double white one. Um, it's old. There's actually an expensive version of it from like Arabian Nights or something like oh, that. Oh, that's early in the magic days. Yeah, but there's a cheap version too. You don't need to like be that guy like, oh, I have the Arabian Nights version. <laughs> Right, but it says the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, instead that source deals that much damage to you, and eye for an eye deals that much damage to that source's controller. Okay, so so you're both taking you're it. both kind of taking it, right? That one's only two white, so it is tutorable. It's kind of on the side list of ideas, you know, of out there. Okay. Um, the other thing that I was wanting to I thought about was why don't we just twin these spells? Oh yeah. So let's really like let's say they let's say they kind of get wise to your act and they're like, yeah, I can attack him, but if he reflects it, I'm not gonna die. Well, they're probably mathing that out, thinking like, oh, what if it does double that amount? So reiterate is in the list. Yeah. And I really think reiterate's good for twinning effects that you can't reflect. So let's say some other guy does land a big exsanguinate, like, or whatever, or hell, you want to double your own. I don't know. It's not really worth it if you want to double your own, but. Well, no, it is. No, it totally is. It totally is. Because you're yeah. spending three mana to... 
to get twice the to effect. get twice that amount. Yeah. So yeah, it's one a red and a red. I love this spell. I really do. So it's it says buy back three. So you may pay an additional three as you cast the spell if you do put this card into your hand as it resolves. So it says copy target instant or sorcery spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. So this acts like a counter spell for red. If somebody tries to counter one of your reflects, you can reiterate their counter. Sure. Targeting their counter. <laughs> so, or reiterate your original reflect if it's looking like that. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that um, makes a lot of sense. Really yeah. flexible, really nice tech. Yeah, I like it, it. it's a lot of mana. That's why I've really pushed the mana button pretty hard um, because it's six mana to buy that. Yeah, in order to, to buy it back hack. and cast but it. But hey, I mean, only think, like, where are you at the stage of the game? Is buying it back that advantageous or is this going to kill somebody yeah. if you just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, then the yeah, other is a card that it could be okay. Like, I don't know. I've never seen it actually be amazing, but I'm just thinking like in, in the in the concourse of what I just said. So it's increasing vengeance. It's from uh, from our good old Dark Ascension block. It's red. It says copy target instant or sorcery spell you control. So this one, you can't counter a counter. It's less flexible than, sure. than that. But it says increasing, but here's what's crazy. It has flashback. So it says if increasing, if increasing vengeance was cast from your graveyard, copy that spell twice instead. You may choose new targets for the copy. So it's flashback cost is five. So let's say you have a deflecting palm. Which is two. Somebody attacks you. And you have uh, seven mana up. Maybe it's like a cyclonic rift, right? It's your version of it. They're going to get sure. hit with three deflecting palms: the original, and then the two copies created by the increasing, increasing vengeance. That ought to kill somebody. It better. God damn it, better, right? And to that effect, there were some spells that I put in here that I thought were just good for finishing the game. Um, I left debt for the debtless in here. I left um, exsanguinate in there, mm-hmm. right? Um, I left. Uh, I added something called acidic soil. So it's acidic soil deals damage to each player equal to the number of lands he or she controls. I was kind of considering that one as I was building, building my, so I'm, you'd probably have to get a good read on, on everything, right? Like, have you been really attacked that much? Yeah. You know what I mean? Are people avoiding you because you've got all these death touchers or have they kind of figured you out? Like they're going to make sure they've got some kind of counter spell or whatever. As far, as far on the, as far as we're talking about counter spells, Am I all over the place with this thing? I'm just that excited, I guess. No, I, I think I think I think you've had a pretty um, good structure. There are a c- couple non-blue counter spells that that exist. Sure, and eh, they're never going to be as good as blue counter spells. <laughs> but these spells have to get through, right? If you, you're facing lethal damage and this gets countered by some other Joker, right? Like I don't know if some other guy's just you know fucking with you and decides to counter your reflect to help the other guy. Or maybe it is a blue player that's aggroing you. That could happen. Right? Sure. Like an Edric Spymaster of Trust with the Crater Hoof Behemoth. Some of these spells just have to get through. So I've got in the sideboard, not sideboard, but just as a, I don't know your meta. If blue's a big thing, it's red pyro, red uh, pyroblast and red elemental blast. Those things yeah. just, yeah. So they do the same thing. Pyroblast is one red, choose one. Counter target spell if it's blue or destroy target permanent if it's blue. Okay. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Right? It just, just kill blue hate. Kill that con sphinx or counter that counter that cyclonic rift. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. And then red elemental blast does the same thing. There are white counter spells. Um there's only two that I know about that aren't in, so there's a bunch that say, oh, counter a target spell if it targets any of your shit. Yeah. It's kind of like a turn aside or whatever. But there's two um there's there's two that don't really care about that. They'll just counter anything. 
There's Mana Tithe. It says counter target spell unless its controller plays one. Okay. So it's a white to do that. Again, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like soft counters in Commander. They're fucking funny as hell if you can land them. If somebody exactly taps the amount they need to resolve something like a Cyclonic Rift and you exactly have enough to breaking mana tie them <laughs> that's that's a funny moment but what what's more certain would be something like um and yeah i mean i guess these are tutorable too with your sunforger yeah but what i feel like is a better idea is just lapse of certainty so it's two and a white counter target spell if that spell is countered this way um put it on top of its owner's library instead of into that player's graveyard so oh. i probably should have said that i'm not ready yet is probably a better thing but hey, if you've got three mana and you really got to stop something from happening. Yeah, there it is. You just delayed it a turn. Yeah. Yeah, it goes to the top of the library, but it's not in their hand. Yeah, they're, you just you know, top decked them. They either like, have they're... to f- find a way to draw it now, now, if this needs to happen this turn now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some other really extreme corner cases I was thinking about with this. There was one that just ends the turn, but then you lose at the end of the sure. day. At the, it's that new one. Um, there's another one that gives you an extra turn, but then you lose. So... I don't know if that would be super helpful to give yourself a turn because you're more likely going to win when it's not your turn with the way I've made this deck. Right. Yeah. And also if you end their turn and you lose after your turn, I don't, I just don't know if that's going to help anybody out. I think, I think the only reason I'd leave something like that or put something like those in here, those crazy red cards would be if, um, you're running off of some kind of alternate win con like the exsanguinate yeah or the debt to the deathless like yeah, i just need that one you more. know is coming yeah like you know it's coming you just can't lose this turn um i did put the master of cruelties in here because i was thinking i need some kind of way to like leave our little castle to kind of put the pressure on plus he's a really good blocker so he's three a red and a black <clears throat> for a first strike death touch which is awesome he can only attack alone but it says whenever the master of cruelties attacks a player that isn't blocked that player's life total becomes one so, and then, yeah, he doesn't assign combat damage that turn because he would kill them, but yeah, because it would, yeah, pretty much you just set him to one, yeah. Right? And I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know if people are new enough or maybe they don't. I think maybe it's worth mentioning that like death touch and first strike being paired together. Mm-hmm. Maybe we didn't explain this fully earlier when we were talking about double strike. Like, if you do damage to something, something with death, like you have death touch and you do something damage to it's something wiped out. It's dead before they have a chance to do damage to you. Yeah, because they don't have creature. that second. Yeah, unless they also have first strike. Right, then it just stri- becomes dealt, normal. Yeah, because there's strike. that first combat where yours is dealt damage. Yeah. And now they've died because it, yeah. So it's a good blocker. So the Master of Cruelties is amazing to block. It's, it's. Yeah, if somebody's open, just try it. They Yeah. And if they just sit there and go, you're really going to do this? And they start begging you to play. Like, hey, man, I'm just setting you to one. You can still play the game. Right. right. But yeah. That's the that's for the guy that you don't really think is going to be doing damage. They're going to combo off some other way right. or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the backbone of the deck. Just kind of things like that. Uh, I put grab the reins in there because I was like, that'll be pretty funny with with sun sun forge. So grab the reins as a goblin, like riding on a pterodactyl with laser, like a laser lasso around its face. <laughs> and I'm not going to read the card because that should be good enough for anybody. <laughs> that's perfect. That's all I need. So it's three and red. So choose one until the end of the turn. You gain control of target creature and it gains haste. So it's just how did a goblin take control of a dragon? Uh, The laser lasso of truth. (laughs) Laser lasso of truth. Then the second option is sacrifice a creature. Grab the rain steals combat damage equal that creature's uh, power to target creature or player. 
So it's a fling, pretty much. You sack a creature. But you can, but also you can entwine, entwine it. it to grab control of their creature and just hurl it back at them. So it's kind of like backlash a little bit. It except is. Except for it kills the creature in the process. Yeah. So if you do the Sunforger part, you will have to pay the entwine part. Because you can cast it without paying its mana cost, but it says choose one or both if you pay the entwine cost. So you would it'd be it'd pretty much be the same. It'd be white, red, and then two of any color, then another red. If you were really interested, so just grab in like, that from so Marquise is holding the Sunforger, right? Yeah. And then yeah, this is just what happens. So they're attacking you. I mean, I don't know. You could get really nuts. I was gonna say you my, could be like deflecting my... palm, right? Let them hit, <laughs> then grab the reins, take control of them attack my, them yeah throw it at their face like it's actually a pretty funny card my my brain's kind of going crazy with this idea of doing kind of a fling type stuff because i noticed simone has hatred in his deck so you could like i don't know you could you could try and go in with somebody's with one of your death touchers and try and get a big hit in on somebody with hatred and then like fling it while they're big with your hatred spell right like <laughs> Yeah, no, like you put totally fling could. in your deck and do that. I don't know. You could you could do some weird I put stuff. disrupt disc decorum in this bad boy too. Go at all creatures you control. So until the end of your until your next turn, those creatures attack each combat if able and attack a player other than you if able. So it just says go to all. They're going after everybody else except for me. It's <laughs> it's a little bit like a I don't know a budget to fairy's protection. Yeah, when there's only creatures. So go again. On. This is the aggro heavy meta that this deck is built around. Right. So there's one other thing I wanted to go over, which is really making sure these happens. I don't know what kind of, um, cause yeah, we have to hit these things. Um, I put a lot of the transmute stuff in this. Okay. So, if, so you're looking to tutor. Yeah. I'm looking to tutor, but I'm looking to tutor at, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about, I don't know how I feel about tutors. Because the, 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 the ones that are worth it are expensive. It's a vampiric tutor and then the d- demonic tutor. Me, right. I usually just like drawing the damn cards, right? But there's just some of these things that it's like... It's kind of my, you, my theory, too, is yeah, just draw. But, just draw it, but I don't know. Sometimes, like, yeah. Like, the, the build that you've gone with, you, you, there are specific cards you have to have. Because I'm kind of thinking, like, back to my Marisil build, right? Marisil, like, he needs that shit. Yeah. He needs his shit. He can't. I need to tutor it. It's a combo deck. Right. This isn't really always going to be a combo deck because, yeah, you're kind of reliant on other people playing the game. People are going to attack each other. People are going to deal damage to each other. Um, but, yeah, so there's Demir Massinations, which is two and a black, right? I don't even want to read what the card does because it doesn't matter. What it's going for is any three mana spell in your deck, right? Which so, we've listed off numerous that fit yeah, in. Yeah, like we, we've kind of listed off like the, the Reiterate, um, that Boros Fury Shield, I guess, if that's a thing, the Backlash. Um, yeah, like even something like, oh, Anguish Unmaking, go grab that. Teferi's Protection. Teferi's Protection. Yeah, you have to do these as a sorcery, but it's just like a, what do you think's going to happen next? Um, the other one is the Demir House Guard. It is three and a black. Um, the Transmute is, yeah, you discard it for two, black, black, but it'll go get you any four cost piece. Oh, by the way, the Demir Massinations gets you the Sunforge because it's three mana. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, this one will go get you that. It'll go get you Mich- Mich- Michiko Konda. It'll get you the selfless squire, which if you've already been preventing damage somehow, she she's she's pretty big. I mean, that creature can get pretty big. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. So I've got some of that going on with this. It was actually a Demir thing from the original. Uh, yeah, the original original Ravnica. Yeah, the original Ravnica. So I only put the ones that I could do. If you've got the budget for just a vampiric tutor and a demonic tutor and whatever, just do those. Sure. Right. That way you can get anything for the price of whatever they are. 
I just was thinking more like they're an extra copy of some of these cards. That's just a way to think about it. Yeah, I think so. And when you're, when you're in a very niche thing that you're doing, you kind of need that, right? Like, like I can't have enough copies of, or I can't have enough versions of this effect. So I need to have tutors to get them. Yeah. So yeah, ramp in here, some card draw. Uh, Most of it's just kind of like the, the classic Phyrexian arena, things like that. Yeah. Because I'm kind of thinking about, all right, Marquesa is getting us that upkeep stuff there's only two board wipes uh there's the blasphemous act which is just stupidly easy to cast at one red um also if you figure out a way to prevent damage to your creatures because it'll take 13 like that selfless squire oh yeah we'll just get huge off of a blasphemous act so a little bit then you're good to go in yeah so you could probably do more of those things i did the wrath of god um because yeah it's it's just a good whatever if you wanted There's to, a, you could even use things like Boros Reckoner to do a little. So bit. I was thinking about that too. Boros Reckoner will reflect damage. Yeah. And it's actually a pretty good blocker and you can keep kind of tickering. Yeah. Three, three in or give it double strike. So that, that might be an option for the deck. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's Chandra's Ignition. So that. Oh yeah. That's a deal, really good. Especially card. with the, with your access to death touch, it'll just burn out everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's just, it's kind of more mana though. That's what sucks about Is, it. Isn't it like five or six or something? It's like five. So I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll just go with the wrath of God. Right. Okay. I left insurrection on this list because let's say this is, isn't, it's just not happening for us. Yeah. And especially if you're you playing know? in an aggro heavy group, like let's just take your creatures and beat you in your own face with them. Yeah. So I'll say it again. I've said it a bunch of times in this whole like talk off thing about this is like, yeah, I would not play this deck in a combo heavy pillow 40 life gainy kind of meta yeah. if people are running around doing damage like a mizix deck that goes that storms off or if that f- if that godforsaken tank of water is in the deck and everybody seems to be winning off of that one <laughs> then because that one deals damage specifically yeah it does so, yeah if the if damage is being dealt but if there's not if that's not going on i don't know if this will really work out so i'm not sure if that's why he had the reflex going on and the pillow forts and kind of backed off you know sure but sure yeah like i'm i'm kind of not really putting up a lot of pillow forts i've got ghostly prison it could come out if you're thinking if you're reliably hitting these targets where you're like i could reflect anything at any moment and hurt somebody big time take them out yeah sure right and then yeah puts, because you need because i think if you if you need to get out of your own way and i think we like we had that discussion earlier like you've got death touchers like you should be able to dude i put it i put contested war zone in this thing contested war zone read yeah, that one so it off. says whenever a creature deals combat damage to you that creature's controller gains control of contested war zone so it doesn't come in tap it's a colorless co- I, I, i'm being stupid i know it i just thought i just <laughs> thought it'd be funny but you can pay one and tap this this land and it says creature attacking creature attacking creatures get plus one until the end of turn it doesn't say the ones you control so i'm thinking it'll do two things one somebody might want to come over and grab it okay or two, you can use it to pump up a token line that's going against your opponents. Or three, you, you pump could, up the power of those creatures and f- throw it back at their dumbass face. Right. Yeah. It's, it's cool prob- art, too. Probably Contested war zone. Probably not going to work. But hey, hey, if it works out where you have a play where some guy attacks you with five guys <laughs> and you turn it into 10 damage, you know what I mean? And throw I, it back in their I face. I would just love to see that happen. I'd love to see that. Yeah, contested warzone. Plus, they didn't deal the damage. You get to hold on to it. It says deal whenever a creature deals combat damage. Like they must come over here to get it. (laughs) Otherwise, you're just, you know, even if like they won't don't want to come back, 
come like come get it past your death touchers. Yeah. You can just keep doing it. You know, plus one, plus one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's a lot of mana. It's it's fucking stupid. Probably don't put it in, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um, I th- I think we've got like a couple couple interesting and intriguing strategies that I think both work with Queen Marquesa depending oh, on what your meta on. is doing. Yeah. So there's one other thing that we didn't do, which was an aggro version of her. So let's say we're in that weird uncanny valley of not a lot of board wipes in the meta. People are taking forever to finish their game, right? Like yeah. it seems like it's a lot of late stage stuff where you could just kind of seize the initiative and learning how to play aggro is a journey that all of us are on in the game of commander. But we didn't do that because I feel like there are better options and I didn't want to be that guy that's like, hey, don't don't play this chick. But I don't think she lends herself to an aggro strategy that much. I could be wrong because of that card advantage I, and because and that, you can always I, get it back. So I will say this, that like having played a lot of having had a lot of experience with Boros, mm-hmm. which, you know, we've talked about this with Mardu, that like it, it seems like you're either doing an aggro deck that has the like black card the draw. mediocre black card draw or yeah. you're doing like a pressure pain deck that splashes some red in yeah like it, it, it's an orzov deck with some he, extra red pain right exactly yeah. and so it, it it fits into a weird space but having played boros a lot which it's obviously what you're going to lean heavily on if you're going to do an aggro strategy uh it, it does struggle with a card draw and you end up because you're going to get wiped if you play aggro right, right? like you're people are going to be like holy shit you're swinging hard. You're you're out before us doing damage. Um, they're gonna wipe you, and so the card draw aspect that's that's available to you, both with being monarch, because there's obviously other cards. I had I included them in my list. Several cards that that Simone had on his list that get you monarch when they enter the battle. Yeah, I have two. I have the custody lich that when you become the monarch, they have to, the target player sacrifices a creature. Yeah, and when he ETBs. Yeah. And then the Marquise's Decree, which is kind of like a weird uh, pillow fort. Yeah, it's three and a black. It just says, um, when Marquise's Decree enters the battlefield, you become the monarch. Whenever a creature attacks you or a planeswalker you control, that creature loses one life. So it's like a more expensive, um, what is it? What's that one that does that? The uh, hissing miasma. Oh yeah, hissing it miasma. It's a it's three mana that does the like if you you attack. It yeah, so it's one extra mana to give you that monarch. But right. This is it. But then it has that other part is whenever they attack you or planeswalking control, they just lose life. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. That really doesn't incentivize them attacking you. But there was that moment where it's like I'm not ready, and let them waste removal on stuff that you really don't care about losing. So I oh, actually exactly. put no mercy in here. But it's like, fine, destroy it. Like, but in the meantime, you've been drawing into cards to find these reflective abilities. Exactly. And if they destroy it, if they never come at you, well, then you're going into the alternate of grabbing a way to copy off these spells. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it is. But I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I actually, so I kept in the Skyline Despot, um, which is the dragon. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. If he works, work. Yeah, I thought he. Um, I thought he looked. I mean, fuck. It's look. seven mana, but it's a five five. It comes in, it makes you monarch, and it says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you're the monarch, put a five five dragon creature token with flying on the battlefield. Yeah, that I think that really pushes people to come at you, right? Like he's gonna get a five five token, and he's gonna get the card draw if we let him remain monarch. To tell everybody you'll use it to block. 
yeah, I mean, it's kind of kind of a thing, you know. Um, there's the palace jailer as well. My point being, I guess what I'm getting at is that with black, you can have you have necropotence, you have Phyrexian arena, you have yeah. um like underworld connections, you have these things that can give you card draw, but then you also have this monarch thing that if you're playing aggro, like you're going to be monarch, and if somebody takes it from you, you're going to go take it back. Yeah. So you're going to get card draw. Um I, I can see the reason to to use her for Mar- for for that. It's just that, yeah. There's like, there's Alicia that is going to recur your stuff rather yeah, than having to she's a rely on drawing com- deeper. Yeah, for like the hate bear idea. Like I think she's a better hate bear because she can recur them. Yeah, exactly. They get more mileage from her. And then yeah, like if you're really wanting to aggro through freaking Mardu, uh, Zergo. Yeah, Zergo's where you're at. Yeah, so, and I got ideas about that. Like, just load up on like pestilence and pyrohemia and just burn everything out and just keep this guy out and yeah. just, you know, yeah, exactly. It's going to be boring and really unethical, but whatever. Yeah. So I, I think Marquisa, there's, there's, there's an option to do it. There are some things that are intriguing about her that that can lend to aggro. It's not going to be your best aggro deck, um, but it, but it's a possibility. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's. To me, I, I guess my takeaway from this, Andy, I, I don't know if we're to that point. So like, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah, we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I think I think it's fun to explore deck possibilities and to kind of see like what what there uh, what what the things are that you can do with commanders that are flexible, right? Right. And with that, I think there's a responsibility that you have to make sure that your your deck is still focused. Right. Um. And because I think it, I think it would be really easy with Queen Queen Marquesa. Uh, Careful! I'm pretty sure I said Marquesa a couple times. Yeah, maybe we did. Um, but Queen Marquesa, if is like, it would be really easy to get kind of diluted into a few like you're diffuse into a few different strategies, right? Yeah. Um, I think she lets you because she's not really asking you to like. Yeah, it's it, a very easy cut when a commander is like, "I want to cast stuff from the graveyard." Yeah, so you kind of okay. have to like hold yourself accountable with that. Yeah, um, because she just kind of lets you do that. Yeah, so you, like you might have a lot of you could have a you could you could find yourself building like a Mardu good stuff deck, and that's Mardu good stuff is probably not going to get you. <laughs> probably anywhere. not really a thing. <laughs> if it doesn't have green or blue, it probably is. Yeah, very it's not good really a thing for so. any stuff. So you're gonna find yourself doing nothing, which is not good. So your stuff is no longer good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Simone, we hope that helps. Uh, good luck. He's gonna be, these guys are confident idiots. <laughs> I'm, I'm never. Fuck ever. you guys, unfollow. <laughs> <laughs>Hey, thanks for listening to the Legendary Creature Podcast. Andy and I both will post links in the episode notes to our Queen Marquisa deck list. You can check both of those out. Also, find a link to Dan Terminus's music in the episode notes as well. His music is what you're hearing in the intro-outro. The song this episode is Avalanche from the album Wrath of Code. And shout at us on Twitter at legend underscore creature. If you've got decks you'd like us to take a look at or questions that you'd like us to answer, we'll take it on. Until next time, take it easy.